welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. This is our weekly video in which we go a little deeper on the sermon, maybe touch on some issues that we didn't have time to address in the sermon. And my name is Pastor Nick. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. Check us out online, whitefieldschurch.com. And this week, usually I'm joined by Pastor Mike, who is our worship pastor here at Whitefields. But this week, I'm joined by a special guest. This is Michelle Pearl. You're the director of our Next Gen Ministries at Whitefields. How long have you been doing that, Michelle? been doing it for about a year, and we oversee that birth through high school age kids. Birth through high school? Yeah. Keep you pretty busy? They do, of course. All right, good, good. Well, glad to have you here today. So what we're talking about is our sermon from this past Sunday, which was called... Uh, how to be right when you are wronged. And we talked about an issue which is really, I mean, applicable and kind of across the board to a lot of people, which is, you know, when you are in a conflict, when there's a disagreement, maybe a sharp disagreement, or maybe even when you feel like you have been wronged by somebody, how do we respond uh, in the way that Jesus modeled for us, in the way that Jesus calls us to, in the way that he empowers us to? And our first point in that was, we started in verse 8 of chapter 3, so a little bit uh, more than halfway through our current series, by the way, which is called Pilgrim's Progress, where Peter talks about how we're sojourners on this earth. He's writing to people who are being persecuted and being hurt and harmed, but he talks so much about how we are to live. And, you know, one of the things that really stuck out to me yesterday is that Peter is telling us, you know, our posture here on earth is not to be that of uh, tourists or people who feel that this world's a prison. Rather, we are to view our time here, we are, our posture towards the world is to be that of missionaries. I thought that was really interesting. But, you know, Michelle, you ever been harmed by somebody? You ever been wronged? Of course we have. You felt like you had a disagreement with somebody? Often. Very often. often. Wow. Yeah. You kind of, kind of contentious? No. no okay. All right. No. Okay. Well, not too often. Not that often. But it happens. It happens. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, one of the things we talked about yesterday was that, um, Christian love, the love that Jesus called us into uh, and that he showed us, isn't even really put into practice until there's a conflict. Correct. I thought that was, pro- that was interesting because, you know, Jesus calls us to, to this radical love. And he says, hey, if you just love people who love you, whoop-de-doo, right? Like, congratulations, like, slow golf clap for you. Everybody does that. That's nothing special. So I thought that was interesting. Um... All right, so Michelle, you had you had uh, wanted to talk about a, a verse that in your community group you said this was something you guys talked about, and that's verse fifteen, which talks about always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that's in you, and I think this is important. Yet do so with gentleness and respect. Anyway, have you ever had somebody ask you about the hope that you have? Yeah, even my best friend who is not a Christian. And wow. That conflict of if I don't know how to stand on my feet with mm-hmm. the Bible, that there's a conflict that um, she will just bat things back at me. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to know what the Word says to be yeah. able to stand up to people like that. Yeah, and so we said, you know, if you don't prepare, you won't be prepared. Right. So tell me about this with your friend. That's really interesting. So I take it you guys are still friends. Yeah, absolutely. Which is great. Mm-hmm. So, and yet you have differing beliefs, and she sometimes asks you questions about your beliefs. Um, no, not so much. She asks me questions. I interject mm-hmm. things okay. into our life and our conversations. So throughout that, you may be looking for opportunities, or maybe it just comes up naturally. Yeah, opportunities, or just times that we were together that I share my faith with her, mm-hmm. and 
she'll ask questions or... Have you ever, you know, we talked about, like, uh, that, that feeling, like, when you stand up to give a oral book report and you haven't read the book. Have you ever had that kind of thing where you're in a situation where you didn't know what to say? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So how have you prepared to be prepared? Like, how, what are some ways that you can do that that are helpful? Well, one, knowing why, why we study the Word mm-hmm. and knowing why Jesus died for our sins. Yeah, know what you believe. And what we believe. Why you believe it. Mm-hmm. You, ever, uh, you ever met somebody who was kind of like argued into Christianity? No. Yeah, me neither. Uh, maybe maybe like one person who was kind of argued. But for most part, I think this part is really important because I hear this verse quoted a lot, right? Like people saying, hey, read this apologetics book. And then when an atheist comes, you're going to be like, bam, right? Like you're going to show him and you're going to like put him in his place and you know they're not gonna you're they're not gonna be able to argue with you because you had the perfect answer memorize all these answers to these questions because this is what people are gonna ask and here's what you're gonna say to them in response I just haven't seen that actually bear a lot of fruit personally I think your experiences are gonna bear more fruit and telling it from your heart and from what you've seen and done and so that's kind of what I was saying is that here at the end of this verse he says this thing where he says okay always be prepared to make a defense right so, so that's Defensive, right? You're, you're giving an answer. The mm-hmm. word there in Latin, by the way, is uh, apologetic. So you're giving an apologetic, an apology, not an apology like I'm sorry, but like a, a reason for the hope that you have. Um, but, so you're giving a defense to anyone who asks for you, but I think this is the part that I never hear quoted in this verse when I hear it quoted, is do it with gentleness and respect. Do you think that that's ever like missing from public discourse or even discourse about religion? I think any time that someone wants to share their opinion and they're disgruntled about someone else's beliefs or anything, that they can easily um, do it in an unkind way. Mm-hmm. And as a Christian, if you don't do it with love and respect, then really are you speaking what Jesus has asked us to do? Yeah, you know, here's another thing that sticks out to me here in First Peter, and I just see it over and over and over, is that Peter is like talking about humility. Like, he's like, have this mind that was also in Christ, like Paul says, right? But he says here uh, in First Peter 3, in verse 8, he says, humility, tender hearts, right? Like here he says, gentleness, respect. He's saying, here, how, what should our posture be as people in this world who know God and, and we live amongst people who don't know God? Well, he says, humility, gentleness, respect, tenderheartedness. Um, that's important. It is. And... Here's the other thing that I think about. I, I sometimes wonder, maybe I'm reading too much into this, right? But maybe if you read the Gospels, it seems like there was even some kind of competition amongst the disciples, you know, like trying to, trying to like be number one, you know? Especially John, you ever notice this? He's really competitive. Like at one point it says that um, James and John, mm-hmm. they asked Jesus, and even they got their mom to ask Jesus, which is also pretty weird. Um, they asked Jesus, hey, could we sit at your right hand and your left hand, you know, when you come into your kingdom? Like, make us officers, number one and two. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the other disciples heard them asking that or saw, oh, there's their mom again, you know, asking Jesus if they can have a special place. And I'm sure that would have created some some bitterness. There's obviously a sense of competition, like who's the greatest? It even right. says at one point, they're like having a conversation about which of them was the best, which is right. almost so laughable to us because we now see Jesus' 
whole ethic like laid out very clearly. That's not what he was about, right? But then I also love this part. It says at the end of um, John's gospel, mm -hmm. I also think it's funny. John refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved, right? That'd be like yeah. if my kids were like, uh, I'm the I'm daddy's favorite, you know, kid, right? Um, so John's like, I'm the one who Jesus loved, right? And then it says that uh, when they heard that Jesus had resurrected, um, the disciple who Jesus loved, right, John, talking about himself, and Peter ran to the grave, but John got there first, right? So it's like he's always trying to show up Peter, it seems right. like. And Peter, at this point in his life, I mean, it's been 30 years, right? He's probably like 60s, 70s, and he's like... You know what? I'm fine with letting other people be first, right? I'm ready to just be humble. And I just want to take that posture of like people who don't share my beliefs, I want to treat them with gentleness and respect. Um, and I want to talk to them about my faith, but I want to do it with gentleness and respect. Right. I want to be tenderhearted. I want to be compassionate. I want to be sympathetic. I want to have the mind of Christ. And I just want to get underneath people and lift them up. Yes. And we all are sinners. And all that we do, like, we can bring that to them, but if we bring it the wrong way, yeah, they won't understand and they won't believe. Cool. Hey guys, we have a great next gen minute uh, ministry at Whitefields, and uh, Michelle's doing a great job. Glad to glad for you to meet her and uh, be praying for the children and youth at Whitefields. It's a really growing area right now in our church, and we're excited about the future. Hey, join us every week. Remember, these episodes are on YouTube, and they're uh, also podcasted. So if you're a podcast listener, we'd love for you to download our podcast and subscribe. You can do that on the Apple Podcasts. Um, website and the app you can also do it on several android apps that you know you can get that listen to podcasts so just look us up whitefields community church remember whitefields is two words uh, follow us on youtube you can uh, click that little bell icon and that will give you a notification every time we post something new which is about once or twice a week we're also posting our sermons are now up on whitefields um, youtube page and we'd love for you to connect with us there as well check us out we're on all the social platforms so we'd love for you to follow us and connect with us and we'll be with you again next week god bless you